It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Cowboys, your daily podcast on the Dallas Cowboys. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast. Thanks for tuning in. I'm your host, Marcus Mosier. You can find me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. And joining me today is the one and only Landon McCool. You can follow him on Twitter at McCoolBTB. Landon, how are we doing today, sir? Doing good. We're we're getting closer to the the dead period, so I'm I'm, I'm clinging to these last few episodes, positional episodes, uh, to talk about some reasonable football before we get into just absolutely silly season. Now, listen, I've got some awesome topics for us to cover in June and July. You are going to absolutely love it. It's gonna, good. That's good. You just wait. Um, but coming up on today's show, uh, we continue our roster preview, taking a look at the Cowboys safeties heading into 2018. And I will tell you what, this is one of the most shallow positions maybe on the roster. Uh, we have just four players to talk about today, um, but we're going to do that uh, pretty in-depth. So let's go ahead and jump into it. Um, I'm going to ask you this question. As of today, who are the team's starting safeties? If, if they, ga- they had to play a game today, who do you think the starting safeties would be for the Cowboys? I, I have to think that if, if the games were being played today, that... Uh, starting safeties would be Heath and Xavier Woods. Um, I, I think that, you know, they are, you know, they, they seem to be, at least in the past, really open to playing with three to get two, sort of how they how they have been playing with linebacker. Sure. Um, and so I, I feel like the rotation will be heavy, and I think, you know, as long as they have three guys who are all probably you know similarly skilled, maybe 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 not the different skill, maybe different skill sets, but uh, you know probably at the same level of football player, I, I think that uh, you know you're likely to see uh, the top three guys, including uh, Frazier, uh, rotate a, a little bit more. But I do think as it is right now. Um, you know, it seems like we're hearing resounding, uh, uh, you know, endorsement on Xavier Woods being that back end guy from Richard, and I, I just think that with his experience, and at this point, he's a leader on the team as well. Uh, I think Jeff Heath is probably the more likely of the two uh, other safeties to be the, the starting strong safety at this point. All right, let's go ahead and talk about Jeff Heath. Um, I think he's maybe one of the more underrated players, not only on this roster. But in the entire NFL, when you go back and you really look at his career, you know, it was early on, it was that 2013 season. Uh, he was an undrafted free agent, um, should never have been on the field, and he was on the field on, you know, with one of those defenses that was absolutely awful. That was the end of the Rob Ryan era, if I remember correctly, and that was the season where Calvin Johnson had like 329 yards uh, in one game. But Heath has really developed into a pretty solid player. He's probably the best center fielder on the roster. He's maybe your most reliable tackler on the team. Uh, he can play on every single special teams uh, unit. 
Tell us a little bit about Jeff Heath um, and why you think he's a lock to be a starting safety in week one. Well, I mean, I think that first of all, like, you know, at this point, he's he's the most experienced safety on the roster. Oh, by a lot. Um, by a lot. Uh, by, by quite a bit. By quite a bit. Um, but beyond that, I mean, I think that, you know, what you have, look, coming out of, coming into the league, we're talking about a guy who, you know, was Saginaw Valley State. Literally, I mean, literally went to a school called Saginaw Valley State, guys. <laughs> uh, it, and, you know, it came into the league as an undrafted free agent. Um, you know, he came into the league as, as, a, as a freak athlete. I mean, if you look at his, like, his numbers coming into the, into the NFL, I mean, he, is, he, he may be still the fastest guy on the team. One of the fastest yeah. guys on the team. Um, a 4 you know, pretty fast, yeah. Yeah, and, and I mean, I mean, I, I obviously meant like you know, power, power. I mean, he's not because we got guys who run four right. threes that are right. five but eight, one hundred seventy five pounds. But right. yeah, he's two hundred fifteen pounds. Two hundred fifteen yeah. pounds. Yeah, I mean, so the dude is really an incredible athlete. Like that part was, uh, you know, that's why he got on the team, and 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 and, and the actual method in which he was able to use that athleticism that you know, got him noticed in the first place was special teams. You know, obviously he came into the league as, as uh, uh, made his due on the team as mostly a, a special teams ace. Uh, and that only, you know, developed as he, you know, was in the league. Uh, but, but I think along the way too, there was lots of opportunity to, uh, you know, get some playing time on the defense, get snaps on the defense. And, uh, you know, suddenly he was able to, Get a you know nice little wealth of experience uh, on the back end, and when he gets that experience and is able to kind of put it you know put his athleticism towards that and start playing uh, a little bit more uh, without thinking, you know, not without his head swimming all the time, you started to see some results. And, and he and every once in a while he would make a pretty amazing play, and, and you'd forget about it, and then you. You know, you kind of go back in your head to thinking, well, he's a guy that we got to replace. Nah, 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 nah. But you know, at the at the end of the day, like he makes that play at the corner. Uh, he's the guy that that caused that forced the fumble uh, that went, became, ended up becoming a touchback. What game was that? The uh, I just, I just the remember Oakland, him the Oakland made, game. The Oakland game where he, yeah, that's right. He he cut off. Uh, car right his car was trying to dive for the end zone he made that incredible play running all the way across the field to force him out and car fumbled the ball to the back of the end zone he had uh, i think he had a two interception game last year um yep, you know I, I just I, I you know he's he just it's crazy that he's underrated you know I, and i and i because it, it's like i think a lot of it has to do obviously where he came from but this is a guy who uh, you know, was an athlete, just didn't have experience, you know, and that was really his only problem is that, you know, how is he going to survive the jump from Saginaw Valley State to the NFL? But that part's all behind him now. Like, I mean, it's he's an experienced NFL safety with a wealth of athleticism. So at this point, I, I mean, I think we should expect a, a, a level of improvement I mean, because he spent a lot of time on the field last year. He's an experienced guy. He's got the athleticism to play the position. At what point do we, as a fan base, stop trying to replace him every year, I guess, is the question. And I think maybe this could be the year that he makes that case that, hey, uh, you know, we kept Barry Church for all these years and he was able to, you know, make his uh, – uh, turn his experience into something. I'm a more athletic but, a, a, a you know, 
more experienced having, you know, developing version of uh, of Barry Church. Why can't why can't I be? Why can't Jeff Heath be the Barry Church on this team? The guy that is the, you know, the veteran presence, you know, leader in there that we just don't we take for granted because he's been there for so long. We didn't have to pay very much for him, but has developed into a quite a player. Yeah, I really like Jeff Heath's game. I mean, he's not special. I mean, he's not like a, a, a spectacular player. He's not a super flashy player, but I believe he's led the team in interceptions for the past three seasons. And for a guy that hasn't played, you know, a ton, that's still pretty impressive. I think he really is the perfect third safety on a team where you can play him at multiple spots. You, you're fine putting him in nickel situations as a free safety. Um, I, I don't want to replace him because I think he's a valuable contributor to this roster. Um, again, only 27 years old, so it's not like he doesn't he's have upside. Yeah. No, it, yeah. it, it, and again, he's from a small school. He doesn't have a ton of experience. I anticipate him getting better over the next couple well, of years. I don't think we've seen the ceiling yet. It's like Deontay Thompson to a certain degree, I, I think. Well, uh, well, where, well, well. <laughs> no, 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 no. But listen, listen, listen. Think about it, though. These are both guys who came into the league as incredible athletes that really basically made their hay early on in their careers as special teams players. But because of circumstance, both of them got playing time. And once they started getting playing time, they started getting experience. They actually took to it and, and it, it started to actually improve on the field at not just special teams at a late part of their career because it was the first time in their career that they had gotten actual experience on the field. So I think that both of these guys, I don't know that both of them are going to develop like that, but I think both of these guys are not older players, but you know, like middle of their career players who potentially could get better because they are guys who just never got experience in the offense or defense respectively and now they're getting that experience and now we actually get to see what we have in those kind of players all right let's go ahead and move on to xavier woods uh, a guy that we really liked uh last year coming into the draft um we liked the way that he played uh you know early on lots of different snaps at cornerback slot corner linebacker free safety strong safety he even took one snap on the edge last year uh tell us a little bit about xavier woods and how he factors into this new chris richard defense well uh, you know this is a guy that we were super excited about you know getting drafted we i mean i if you remember i mean anyone who has been following either marcus and i for any amount of time we were big fans of xavier woods games and and a game and and when he uh when the the reality happened that he fell as far as he did, and, and then the Cowboys made the trade uh, uh, to get up and get him, it, it still is one of my favorite moments from watching the draft show all these years. Is uh, when when they did that because it, it was everyone was behind it, and everyone really just thought he was a, a nice little player. And basically, what we saw is 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 what you described in the snap the distribution of the player last year. I mean, this is an extremely versatile player. Uh, they they put him in a variety of situations uh, last year as a rookie. Uh, another guy making a, a pretty serious jump from uh, Louisiana Tech, um, and so you know, and, and and you put him out there, and he, you know, it was never too big for him. You know, he he had the the requisite athleticism to play whatever spot that they they threw him out there in. Uh, he seemed to just have a good ability to know exactly what he was supposed to be doing. 
Um, it was an interesting progression watching him in training camp because he was a, he was slow coming on. Uh, but then once he uh, started getting there and started getting the snaps, uh, he really, really took off. And, and, and it was interesting because it was described by uh, the defensive backs coaches at the time as he's a real meticulous and very, um, uh, you know, just very thoughtful player. Like a guy who really just needs to understand fully what he's doing before he's ready to be on the field and, and going full speed. And I think once he got comfortable with what he was being asked to do in the defense, that was the case. Now, I think this year, coming in with Chris Richard and, and what he likes, immediately, and I think, you know, without even thought of, you know, back and forth potential of him playing more nickelback, they moved him to safety. And uh, if you listen to Chris Richard on, uh, I think it was The Blitz or one of those the DC.com shows, uh, they interviewed Richard, and he talked about how he, you know, they specifically said the words that Xavier Woods is going to be our, our back end, you know, over the top safety who he's got the range, the athleticism to do the job, and I think he does. And I, I think he, if you look at, you know, what they needed that kind of guy, you know, I think he does have the, you know, the only thing that he may not have is he maybe like to have a guy with a little bit better jumps. Uh, but, but uh, you know, uh, he's a guy who's got the speed, the athleticism, the change of a d- direction ability, uh, the smarts. He's a, Like we talked about, he's a heady player to be that kind of topper. The question is, can he get, I guess, experienced enough or, you know, can he get up to speed enough at the spot to uh, be starter-level quality right up front? Or, you know, what, what is his level of skill specifically at free safety that's what's going to be interesting to see. But I, I would bet on this kid because I've bet on him before and he hasn't proven me wrong. And because, like I said, he has the athleticism you want. He has the intelligence that you want in that spot. The only thing that he didn't have was the pedigree. And I think, just like Jeff Heath, that doesn't really matter anymore. He's, he's taken NFL snaps and shown that he can – that that's not – it's not too big for him. So really it's about – seeing where he improved uh, in the offseason. And the reports you hear about him and uh, uh, Chidobe and, and Jordan basically living at the star all offseason uh, really just gives you nothing but hope for what kind of future this kid has. Now, Woods played 544 snaps last year as a six-round rookie uh, selection. That's that's impressive. And for him and, to and, play- and how many – how many times did you see him? Sorry to interrupt, but no. how many times did you see him making plays on third downs, oh, sticking a guy time. short of the sticks? You know, like I mean, that's the thing. As soon as he got in, he was making big plays. He was making big tackles. He was making stops on third down. Immediately, he was affecting the game. And I think my favorite play that he had was against Kansas City on third down. Uh, the yep. Chiefs went to Travis Kelsey, and he just drilled him. Uh, I mean, perfect stop to start the game. Uh, that's what we like about Xavier Woods. Uh, he's another guy that I think you just want to put him on the field, and he's going to find a way to make plays. Uh, allowed just 153 yards uh, on 89 targets last year. So, I mean, that's incredible efficiency. Um, let's go ahead and move on to a guy uh, who is not a big fan of me right now, but that's Kevon Frazier. Uh, uh, Frazier um, did not play a, a ton last year, except for the in the back half of the season. Uh, when they were trying to, you know, get some more physicality in their defense, uh, they played uh, Frazier over Byron Jones as that strong safety type on 
uh, you know, first and second down. Um, Frazier might be getting a bigger role this year because Byron is not there. Um, and maybe he can be a full-time player in that, you know, the down in the box uh, type of role. So tell us a little bit about Kafan Frazier and what you like about his game. Well, <clears throat> earlier you asked uh, if, you know, who I thought was going to start um, come, you know, or at this point at the starting safeties. I think if we're talking about what is the best situation, best case scenario, I, I think the best case scenario is that Kayvon Frazier takes that job. Uh, because I think that as good as we love Jeff, he, I think you explained it. He's a fantastic third safety. You know, because I feel like Heath can play both the back end and play up uh, down uh, well and, and and make plays, but I don't know that like necessarily he's specifically suited for either one of those specific spots. If that makes sense, and I think that Kayvon Frazier is very well suited to play the box safety, and I think Xavier Woods is very well suited to play the back end. So uh, I, I think that all these guys can do both spots. Uh, I think that Heath probably does each equally uh, but I also think that the highs uh, with Kayvon Frazier at strong safety can be higher than Heath's and then the highs at Xavier Woods at free safety can be higher than Heath's uh, so I think that if in a perfect world you get Kayvon Frazier who is a you know the bigger of the the biggest of the three guys uh, the most physical of the three guys um, you know in the box you know laying the wood making tackles you know we talk about uh, you know, one of the things that we got Byron Jones out of the safety spot for was, you know, they needed that extra physicality in their safety. And, and I think that that was a problem for uh, Byron at the time because, you know, he's a, he was a 200-pound safety. As big as he is as a corner, uh, he's, a, he's not a big box safety by no, any no, stretch of no. the imagination. He's long so, and lanky. Yeah, he's long, but he's not like, you know, a solid – but he's not Kayvon Frazier. You know, Frazier is much more of a linebacker-sized type guy. But, I mean, he's not short and he's a lot faster. But, I mean, that's the kind of athlete that Frazier is. And that's not so much Jones's game. It would be great to be able to get uh, someone with Frazier's, uh, you know, size profile and ability to be able to play down there and be able to start down there. Because I think it would bring a lot more to the run defense that may have been missing at times last year. Um, so I, I think that would be the best case scenario. And I think, obviously, like I said, I, I think Frazier can play in the back end, you know, in a pinch. I think he's not bad there. But I, I think, obviously, in the best case scenario would be uh, they, you know, they have Woods in the back end and Frazier takes that spot in the, uh, in the box and that he comes off the bench and gives them both relief. I like Frazier's game for what it is, and I think we've gotten into a little bit of a, a Twitter argument about this, but if he's going to be your first and second down box safety, I don't think it's that unrealistic, unrealistic to think he could be the next Barry Church. I think that's what type of player he is. Um, I just get a little bit nervous when he has to be out on the field in passing situations because it's just not something that he does particularly well. Uh, if you match him up against a tight end or a running back, he's going to struggle. But if you allow him to roam and play in the run game and play downhill, I think he's fine. Um, let's go ahead and talk about the only other safety currently on the Cowboys roster, uh, Jameel Showers. Uh, I've talked about showers before on this podcast. I've talked about how I would I would have loved to see him stick at quarterback. Um, I thought he was pretty solid in 2016 in the preseason. 
But the Cowboys decided to move him to safety uh, to give him a more of a long-term opportunity to make it in the NFL. Uh, we saw him a little bit in uh, training camp and preseason last year. Easily their biggest safety on the roster. He's listed at six foot two, two hundred and thirty pounds. Um, I didn't think it was all that bad last year for him. Uh, he made a couple plays on special teams. Um, are you expecting anything out of Showers in twenty eighteen? I no. I mean, I I, I I I really like him as a quarterback. I mean, so I. Uh, I yeah I think that I don't know what's I mean I, obviously we got to see what what kind of development he had in the offseason at this position but I you know I just don't know that he has I don't know that he offers anything as a safety other than you know like special uh, uh like practice squad value I, I agree as a guy that. as a guy that can you can you know obviously do a lot of different things on your practice squad because he can play quarterback and safety so. Outside of that, like he, I don't know that he's going to have any kind of effect on, on the games, you know, more than than what he yeah. does during the week as a practice squad guy. So it's probably fair to assume that the Cowboys aren't going to go into the season with just uh, Heath Woods and Frazier. They're probably going to be on the lookout for another safety. Correct. I would think so. I mean, at, at least, at the very least, a guy that would come in and and. Uh, you know, be a, just a, a body, you know, just a training camp body. But I do, I do kind of feel like if things don't, I think at this point they just want to get all these young guys as many snaps as they can in OTAs. Sure. And then, and then maybe even in a little bit of training camp. Uh, but I, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if either one of these two situations happened where they decided to go get a, you know, maybe if they like, uh, uh, what they've gotten out of uh, out of the young safeties, maybe they go get like a young, easy to cut vet safety to uh, to kind of just you know have as a as a fifth guy during training camp, either just to take snaps away, or you know just to kind of help you know facilitate some of these down roster you know groups. Sometimes that's what happens is that you know when you when you actually look at the logistics of training camp, you, you kind of have to make sure that even your second and third teams have capable players in order for your second and third team offenses and defenses to get good looks. So you don't just want to have like absolute scrubs, you know, even in your second and third safeties because yep. you, you need to have good looks. So I wouldn't be surprised if they went that route or, uh, you know, obviously the other route being an actual acquisition, whether that's a trade for, you know, a safety and obviously the thorough Thomas stuff, is never really went away, I guess. And I don't know that anyone will ever stop talking. People will stop talking about it, but, uh, and then, uh, you know, the other, obviously, obviously the, the, the potential for the, is someone to be cut, uh, near the roster cut down. And that is, you know, we think might be better than what we've got here. So uh, I think that there may not, they may not be done, uh, acquiring safeties yet. Um, but they might be done. Uh, they they could possibly be done. You know, acquiring starters. I mean, th- th- there is a real possibility that they they like this group, and uh, uh, you know, that this is a, these are the guys that they're going to end up with uh, on their fifty three man roster, and that any additions that they make from here on may be, like I said, to facilitate practice. 
Um, and I'm, I'll mention one ga- uh, name real quick, and we actually talked about him on the last show, but that's Cameron Kelly. Uh, that's a guy who has experience playing safety in college. Uh, he's got the safety size at six foot two, two hundred and four pounds. I just wonder if they look at their numbers, um, and you know they look at Byron Jones and Shadobi and Jordan Lewis and Anthony Brown and Duke Thomas and Marquez White. If they don't think, hey, Kelly is a guy that can play a little bit of corner and safety for us, let's call him a safety on our depth chart um, and then move forward because that's a good player. Uh, it, it wouldn't surprise me if they tried to you know, work out the numbers in some way where you know, they can get a guy like Cameron Kelly or Marquez White on the roster. Um, I'll, I've got one more question for you before we finish up with our um, you know, grading our, the safety position. If you had to guess... If any of these safeties are starting in 2019, which one would you pick? I, I mean, I, I think Xavier Woods. I mean, I, I really think that they like him, and I think he fits the profile, and I think he can do it. And I, I, I you know, I, I think there's potential for him to to be really, really good there. So I, I would, I think to me, he's the one that pops off my head immediately. Yeah, and I the thing about Woods is he can play so many different positions, and I think that's why um, I'm more inclined to think he's going to be on this roster for a while starting. So uh, let's go ahead and rank it. Is it a dominant group, solid, needs work, or is it a smoking crater? I, I think it's a, it needs work. Like I think that um, I mean, but but like you know, like again, I, they could keep the same group and then I could see a little bit more in training camp and feel like it's a solid, you know, like I just mm-hmm. think that there's, there's a great deal of unknown, you know, like with a lot of these pots. I think that's what we're, you know, that's what we're kind of learning here is that there's just a lot of unknown on this roster. And, um, so I, I think that they've, I think that, you know, I like their options there, but there aren't a ton of options. So sure. if, if, you know, Xavier is not nearly as good as we think, or if, Xavier, if a couple of these guys just aren't, don't develop the way that we're hoping they do, then uh, this could be anywhere from solid to uh, smoking crater. Yes, I'm going to say it's a solid group. Uh, In 2017, I gave grades to Jeff Heath and Xavier Woods as both average NFL starters. I think Kavon Frazier is a quality backup. Um, And then when you factor in what they can do at the position, you know, if they have to move Byron Jones back to safety, I'm fine with that. We know what Byron is as a safety. Uh, I talked about Cameron Kelly. I don't think that's that bad. And when you compare it to the rest of the league, there's not many teams in the NFL that have a good safety pairing. I mean, you're talking about two or three teams at most. Uh, It's just a position for whatever reason. uh, For the last couple of years, the NFL has not been valuing um, so we don't get a lot of development at the position. So there's just, I mean, even if you look in the division, uh, the, you know, the Giants have Landon Collins and who does Washington have? Philadelphia has a couple guys. Malcolm Jenkins is, you know, obviously the best one, but it's not like that's a dominant group either. So it, it's it's fine. I think when you have Jeff Heath, uh, Frazier, and Woods, you can do a lot of different things with those three guys. And that's why I'll go ahead and say it's a solid group. So this is, the, I think, the second or third time that I've been a little bit more optimistic about a group than you have. What, what, what's going it's on a, with this podcast? It's, a, it's at least three, I think, because, yeah, yeah, it's at least three. I, you know, I look, I mean, uh, I, I'm I just, excited I about this defense. I, I'm really excited I, about the defense. I, I am too. It's just, I think the difference is, is that like, I just don't know 
like I, I it's it's that, that there's so much unknown. You know, like I, it's hard. It's hard. Like I definitely am optimistic. It's just that there's so much that is unknown about the, this, especially on the defense. Uh, and well, no, not just especially on the defense. I think it, there's a lot of unknown all over the place. And and so I think it's you know I I you know am obviously optimistic, but I think that uh, without knowing for sure, it, there's not a lot to set. You know, there's a lot of these position groups that there's just not there's not solid ground to set your foot on. You know, you just don't really know exactly who some of these guys are and what they're going to do. Sure. Guys, remember the days when you were always ready to go. Now you can increase your performance and get that extra confidence that you need. Listen up. BlueChew.com. That's blue like the color blue. BlueChew.com brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis so you know that they work. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach. And since they're chewable, they work up to twice as fast as a pill so you can be ready for whenever an opportunity arises. Blue Chew is prescribed online and shipped straight to your door in a discreet package so no in-person doctor visit, no waiting in the pharmacy, and best of all, no more awkwardness. They're made in the USA, and since Blue Chew prepares and ships direct, they're cheaper than a pharmacy. Right now, we've got a special deal for our listeners. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first shipment for free when you use our special promo code LOCKEDON. Just pay $5 shipping. Again, that's Blue, B-L-U-E, Chew.com, promo code LOCKEDON to try it for free right now. Blue Chew is the better, cheaper faster choice and we thank them for sponsoring the podcast um well that's it for today's show thank you guys for tuning in make sure you download and subscribe to the podcast on itunes or wherever you get your podcasts follow landon at mccoolbtb you can follow the show at locked on cowboys and i'm at marcus underscore Mosier. and we will see you next time Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.